Welcome to the Dietitian Success Podcast. Here at Dietitian Success Center, we're all about making it easier for you to build your confidence and expertise. So whether you're a dietitian or a dietetic student, we've got something for you. I'm Krista, your host and the founder of DSC. Now, are you ready to ditch the imposter syndrome and join our incredible, vibrant community? If so, let's jump in. So today I actually have a repeat guest joining me who is Jenna Gorham. So Jenna is a dietitian. She's also the founder of the RD Link, which is a one-stop shop platform that is designed to connect nutrition experts with health and wellness brands. So Jenna brings to the table an expertise when it comes to dietitians working with food and wellness brands in a consulting or in a freelancing capacity. So one thing that often comes up for dietitians who run their own businesses is, what else can I do to make money outside of working with clients one-on-one? Or I want to build more of an online social media brand as a dietitian. I want to work with food companies to talk about their products. And then I want to get paid for that instead of working with clients one-on-one. And guess what? Dietitians can do all of the above. There's so much opportunity for RDs to work with food and wellness brands, and it's only continuing to grow. So whether that means you're hired as a freelance writer or blogger, a recipe developer, or you're hired to showcase a brand's products in your social media posts, the opportunities are honestly endless. And this is actually how I myself started my dietitian business way back when. For the most part, I was doing nutrition writing. I was doing recipe development for brands. So I know that it's definitely possible. So in today's episode, Jenna and I are going to talk about the pitch. How do you reach out to brands? Can you just reach out to any old brand and offer your services? What should you include in a pitch? How do you make sure that a pitch goes to the right person? How large of a following do you need in order to get brand deals? And so much more. Also, Jenna provides some advice and insight on exactly where to start if you've never done this before and you're a beginner. So it's going to be an awesome episode. But first, this episode is brought to you by the Dietitian Success Center Membership, our mission with DSC is to make it easier for you, whether you're a dietitian or training to become a dietitian or interested in becoming a dietitian, to build your confidence and expertise in both nutrition and entrepreneurship. So if you are going into 2023 and you're like, this is going to be my year, this is going to be my year to build my confidence, this is going to be my year to, to start or grow your business, then DSC is absolutely the place for you. We give you a step-by-step pathway in order to be able to save you a ton of time, energy, and get you to where you want to be faster to achieve your goals. So with that, let's jump into the episode. Hey, Jenna. Hi, Krista. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you. Me too. And it's, we were just saying it's been a little while because the last time you were on the podcast was episode 42. Now we're on episode 117. So it's, it's been a while. It has. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's good to be back. I'm so glad we're refreshing this topic because I feel like it is something that 
is so misunderstood within the dietetics world, but then also something that feels so far from our comfort zone as dietitians when yeah. it comes to private practice and working, working with brands. So I'm excited to get into it a little bit more. Can you start by just talking a little bit more about what the RD link is and what you do? Sure. Okay. Yeah. So I, um, I'm also a dietitian and so I think like you mentioned, it is intimidating as a dietitian to work with brands. And that's kind of how I started. Um, but since I became a dietitian, I was working on the brand side, uh, doing their dietitian outreach programs and ambassador programs. So I did all the dietitian partnerships for a handful of brands. And through that, I really had the need for something like the RD link. So the RD link is an online platform where dietitians can create a free profile and then they get direct access to all these brands that want to work with them. So they can send direct messages to the correct contacts. They can post any types of partnership opportunities they have and just find out about new companies and products and ways that these brands want to work with them too. So cool. Such an awesome resource. And so just to level set for those people that might be new to practice, newer dietitians, what types of brand work, so like consulting, freelancing, brand opportunities, can dietitians do in private practice outside of working with clients one-on-one? Yeah, there's so much. And I think it goes both outside of private practice, but I think you can also tie it into your private practice too. I see a lot of dietitians now incorporating brands into things that they're offering to their patients. So whether it's like this past year, for example, we did a lot of sponsorships for like master classes or cooking classes because everything's virtual now and these brands want to reach your clients and patients. So things like ebooks and cookbooks are featuring brands in. But then beyond private practice too, there's of course social media or recipe development or food photography or being a spokesperson or TV work or being on an advisory board or writing content for a brand's blog. It really is endless or even getting brand sponsors on a podcast. So um, yeah, I encourage people to look at what you're currently doing and think about where a brand may tie into something that you already offer. Yeah. There just are so many opportunities for dietitians outside of working with patients or clients one-on-one that if you feel like you are sitting there and you're like, I want to have a business, but I don't necessarily want to see clients one-on-one or, you know, I only want to see clients one-on-one part of the time. It's such a good supplement. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely. And I think anybody can do it. Yeah. You can add it on as supplemental income or it can be your full-time gig too. And so do you think that's possible? Is it possible to have a dietitian business where all you're doing is brand work and you're making a full-time income? Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's a lot of dietitians that do it. Um, Yeah. You see a lot of dietitians who focus on media work or recipe development or food photography. I think just hone in on your, your specialty and absolutely that can be a full-time thing. So cool. Okay. So today we are talking about the pitch piece. Mostly we're going to focus on that. Um, because that I think is just such a foreign concept to so many of us, right? There's so many questions. It's like, okay, I'm super intimidated to reach out to a brand. If I reach out to a brand, what in the world do I say? Who do I contact? How do I make sure I don't look like a fool? What happens next? So we're going to talk through that whole process, but first, can you just define what exactly a pitch is? 
Sure. Yeah. And I think that word can be a little intimidating too. So technically a pitch is a sales pitch, but try not to think about it like that. It's just you reaching out to a brand and sometimes it takes time to build that relationship, but more it's just an initial outreach, getting to know them, seeing how you can support them, what you can offer and just building that initial connection. And so can you explain the difference between what would be considered a cold pitch versus a pitch in response to a request? So like if you were just going to reach out to a company, can you do that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I think, um, so I think when you mentioned a pitch in response to a request, sometimes you see those, like if you're signed up for Harrow, help a reporter out and you'll get, you'll see these reporters reach out looking for quotes from dietitians. That would be more of like responding in response to a request. You know exactly what they're looking for. You know how to help them. You just share your quote. A cold pitch is more so you don't really have a relationship with the company. You may not know if it's the right person. You don't know exactly what they're looking for, but you think you have a great idea and way that you can support them and help grow their brand. So you just, yeah, you can reach out in a whole variety of ways. And what do you think is the best way for dietitians to decide which brands they should be reaching out to or pitching to? I think a brand that fits with you, whether it's something that you generally buy and eat and recommend to clients and patients and use yourself, um, or if it's a fit with your specialty and your audience too. So I think it depends on what you're offering. If you're offering like social media partnerships, then you're going to want something that aligns with your overall message and topics that you talk about and how it fits in with just your normal messaging, or if you're offering something more on behalf of the brand, like writing blog content or taking over their social media, then it could be something that aligns with your expertise. And I think that's the whole moral of this story, right? Is that you don't have to wait for brands to come to you. Like you can very much actively pursue these opportunities. Right. You probably should have waited for them to come to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because they may not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So true. Um, Okay. So when we're thinking about a pitch, then what do you feel like are some of the essential components of what would be considered a good pitch? We have a lot of pitch templates on the RD link for our premium members. So that's a good resource, but I typically break it down into really just three components. There's a brief intro telling them who you are and why you're reaching out. And then the middle section is really the bulk of it, which would be your offer and the value you can provide to them. And then I like to end with a call to action. Like what step do you want them to take from there? Is it, you know, looking at your attached media kit, scheduling a call, or what do you want them to do with this information? Mm -hmm. And would you say that the same principle applies as for cover letters where the shorter, the better, or the more concise, the better? Yeah, I find when I receive really super long pitches with a million offers, I find it's more confusing about what they're offering me. And I'd rather, if they have a big complicated offer, I'd rather just get on a phone call with them and hear that, um, just hear them out. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And so what are some of the things that a brand would be looking for in terms of finding the right match for a project? So finding the right dietitian to partner with or to work with. Yeah. So um, a lot of it comes down to the offer. So there's quite a few things I look for when I receive a pitch or a lot of things that I consider. First, it is the offer. What are you offering? And is it clear to me? 
sometimes dietitians will reach out and pretty much just saying they want to work with the brand, but it's not specific enough. And that's really hard on my end to like come up with a project. So all I can do is just keep you in mind. So first I make sure the offer is clear. Then I want to make sure it's a fit with the overall brand message. Is this a topic that aligns with our key brand message, our consumers? Is it a good fit with the brand as a whole? Next, I think timing is big. So are we looking for something like this at this time? You know, certain times of year, for example, like August, are we looking for more back to school recipes or are we still focused on summer content? Is this something that we're focusing on right now? And does it fit with our current marketing efforts? The next would be value and where do I see the value and what you can offer? So are we reaching a new audience? How many consumers are we reaching? What's the cost per impression? And then finally, budget comes into it too. So where else are we spending this month or this quarter? How much do we have to a lot to something like this? Could we afford a package like this? How could we trim it down or what could we add on? So all those things play a role. So it's not necessarily a straightforward answer. There's a lot that goes into it, but all things to consider with the types of topics and offers that you're pitching to. And I think that's what's so valuable about a resource like the RD link is because you sort of act like that intermediary, right? Where you already have those connections with the brands and then you sort of act like that subject matter expert on both sides, right? Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, and I found too, when I was pitching brands and I was in private practice, um, it was so hard to find the right contact. And I found that yeah. I was reaching out to brands through social media or through their general contact desk forms. And it just felt like it was going nowhere and I wouldn't hear back from anyone. So that was one of the big challenges I had that I wanted to help other dietitians with. So we do that like work. We make sure that the contacts who are associated with their link account are the correct contacts that do all the dietitian partnerships on behalf of the company. So when you send a direct message to any of the companies on link, it goes directly to the correct contact person's email inbox. They get an email notification. So you know that they get it. Um, yeah. And then also brands can post campaigns too. So that's another way to know what they're looking for. And sometimes that will be like ambassador affiliate programs, which are a good way to get a foot in the door. And sometimes it is more specific things like brands are looking for nutrition calculations or they're looking for micro influencers and they'll post that and dietitians can apply and work through brand, work with brands that way too. Can you just say more about what ambassadors slash affiliate programs are for those that have no idea what that means? Yeah, a lot of brands are doing these now. So an affiliate program would be, you'll often get like a kickback for a percentage of sales. Um, so if you recommend them the product to your patients or clients, then you get just a referral commission for that. Um, and then ambassador programs are, brands are really trying to build communities of healthcare professionals around their brands and offer value to these experts. So they'll often provide resources for you and your patients. So whether it's coupons and samples or recipe cards or educational handouts or continuing education, they try to offer a lot of value to dietitians. So it's a good way to learn about the company, the products, the latest research on whatever they focus on, um, and just connect with the brand and kind of get a foot in the door too. Yeah. And I feel like that's an important piece, right? It's such a good way to get your foot in the door, especially if you don't really have any experience working with brands because you can just sign up for it, right? Yeah. If you want to, as a dietitian, yeah, anyone can sign up. be an affiliate or be an amb ambassador. And then it just sort of 
gives you that opportunity, I think, to start using brands, getting used to like using brands in your content or with your clients or with your patients or whatever, um, using brands in your marketing content too, so that in the future, other brands can see maybe brands that have, that you can make a bigger connection with beyond being an ambassador or an affiliate, they can see that you've done a little bit of that already. Definitely. Yeah. And I find too, for many of the brands that I have worked with, if a dietitian reaches out, a lot of times we will look and see if they're a part of the ambassador program or Mm. have they um, posted about us before? How engaged are they? Or how familiar with the company and products are they? Because it feels like a more authentic fit um, for the brands. And I think that's a good point you mentioned too, of showing other brands the work that you can do on behalf of brands. So especially if you're pitching social media partnerships, that's probably one of the first things I'll do is go look at your social media profile and see the type of work that you do and think about how our brand could fit into your content. And so when we're talking about social media partnerships, what exactly are the types of activities that dietitians do for brands? Like, is it really just sharing products in Instagram posts or Instagram stories? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I find lately on the brand side, we like the more authentic stuff. So it depends on the person. But if you're someone that does like a lot of infographic posts that do well, Mm -hmm. um, we, we ask you to do an infographic post or Mm -hmm. It totally depends, but usually it's a package of a few different things, probably a reel because those perform well, a few stories, and then possibly a post, but it depends on the dietitian, influencer, and the brand too. And so I think one of the biggest hesitations for dietitians when it comes to pitching brands is that they feel like maybe they don't have a large enough following in order to work with brands. Can you just speak to that a little bit? Like yeah, how I know. many I hear followers that all is considered enough? Yeah, I really don't think it matters. I think it comes down to, because I think if you do have a smaller following, you'll adjust your price point to that too. And then as you grow and as your engagement grows, your price point will grow too. So I think it really is never too early to start working with brands. I mean, we've worked with dietitians with only a few thousand followers. So it yeah, it totally depends. We've also had brands on link who post campaigns specifically for micro influencers and they offer a smaller price point, but they say, we'll give you product and we'll pay you a couple hundred dollars to make a couple stories. So I think it's never too early to get started. And do you think it's more of an asset for a dietitian to have a more specific niche when they're pitching brands? Like, I'm just thinking in terms of like, let's say that your niche is like just diabetes or even just type two diabetes. Do you think brands are often looking for dietitians that are a little bit more specific? Yeah. All the time. Okay. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I think that definitely helps because the brand wants to know what type of consumer you're going to reach and how it's going to impact them. So if you're just reaching general health and wellness consumers, it's a little it's just a harder sell. It's still, they're still trying to reach that population, but um, I find that works well at certain times of the year too. Cause a lot of brands I work with were focused on different topics throughout the year. So whether it is, you know, celiac or diabetes, we're looking for celiac dietitians or diabetes dietitians. So it definitely, definitely makes a difference. Okay. So then you've sent out your pitch to a brand. Yeah. What if you don't hear back from them? 
which I feel like can, probably happens most yeah <laughs> I mean these people who work at yeah some of these food companies are very busy and get thousands of emails a day something I have I use an email platform called superhuman but there's others out there where you can see if people have opened your email and when they open it so just to make sure that they have received it but I would follow up a week or two weeks later and sometimes I space that out on whether it's my second or third follow-up too so um, I think just use your judgment. You don't want to be too pushy or forceful. And every time you follow up to make sure it's a value add for them. And it's more just like a friendly touch base of, you know, something else you can offer them or how else you can support them and provide value and really about helping them rather than helping you. But I would assume that the follow-up is sort of an essential piece, right? Typically. Yeah. yeah. Because I feel like often there's like this fear of the follow-up because you're like, am I being too pushy? Am I? And yeah. I think the follow-up is key in pretty much every circumstance. And it doesn't mean, cause it doesn't mean somebody wasn't interested or that it's a right. no, it just means that it wasn't a priority in the moment. And sometimes all they need is the follow-up right. for them to be like, oh yeah, I think this would be cool. Exactly. I know there's, um, we've had brands that have joined Artie Link who I have followed up at, you know, four plus times to get them yeah. to sign on or have that initial conversation even. Yeah. So um, it can take time and patience. Are you able to share any of the brands that you have on the RD link? Or- yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. We have Vital Proteins, Olipop, Orgain, Seven Sundays, The Eat Bar, Kinetic, there's a whole bunch. We, um, so cool. there's a mix between like some of the bigger ones that some of your dietitians may have heard of from their big ambassador programs. But then we have some of the smaller startup companies who see the value in dietitians and want to work with them in various ways too. I love that because I think that there's often more of an opportunity to build a deeper connection or relationship with a smaller brand. Yeah. I think so too. So cool. Okay. So I'm curious and this is a question that has come up within the DSC community before. What are some of the red flags to look out for when it comes to having a conversation with a brand? I think some would be if they want you to share any messaging that you're not comfortable with or that doesn't align with your audience. I find that can come up with, for example, like a keto product. A lot of dietitians aren't necessarily aligned with keto and some brands are okay with that and some brands aren't. So I think it just goes into figuring out if the brand is a good fit for you and your audience. Something else could be when it comes to price negotiation too. So I would say don't want to offer discounts on your services, but you can always trim a package down if it doesn't fit their budget. So just remembering your value and the huge value you're providing to them as a dietitian, you're offering so much credibility backing their products. So I think don't sway from that if they're trying to haggle you down at all. And so when it comes to dietitians working with brands, can you work with multiple brands at the same time? And if so, what are some of the things that you need to keep in mind? Yeah, that's a great question too, that you'll see a lot in your contracts and your agreement with the brand. So you can absolutely work with multiple brands at a time. Absolutely. But what you'll see is they'll include an exclusivity clause often And so that would prevent you from promoting a competitor while you're working with them. So that's something you can negotiate too. So you want to keep in mind 
will this partnership prevent me from working with other brands that I've been talking to or that I would want to work with? And in that case, make sure you shorten that time frame of the exclusivity clause or um, potentially even increase your rate too if they want it for a longer term because it would be preventing you from getting other work potentially. So I find often exclusivity clauses, it's common for, I say 30 days is what I see most of our brands doing. And I think that seems fair on both sides. So just something to, to watch out for. And then I'm curious because I think sometimes, and the same, same thing happens when dietitians are thinking about starting an Instagram account or starting a blog. And there's a lot of fear around, oh, there's too many other dietitians doing the same thing, right? Like it's too saturated. How am I going to get any of these opportunities? What's your response to that with regards to working with brands? Yeah, I love that question because we have a network of so many dietitians and I find we're all in it together. And I also find that you're not an expert in every single area. So, you know, maybe you reach out to a brand for a diabetes partnership, but they're really looking for like holiday content or something and you can't offer that, but you know, another dietitian who would be a great partner. So I think the more you can refer other dietitians, if you're not a good fit, I think it just lifts the field as a whole. And we're really helping each other grow. So I like to think, I mean, it's not us versus every other dietitian. I think we're all in it together and we all have our unique values. So why not support each other? Yeah. And I think too, like if you're just like, look around at the grocery store and look at how many new products are popping up every single day, especially health and wellness related products. Like I feel like the landscape has just grown and changed so much in the last few years. And I think it's, I mean, I feel like it's only continuing to grow and expand as people start to just care more about these topics. There's more brands coming up. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. I, so it's also, not like there's yeah. only a few brands that are looking exactly. to work with there are Exactly. So yeah. I feel like that field is just continuing to grow. And so the okay. more dietitians that can partner with these brands, mm-hmm. the better versus exactly. people who, because right. they're going to look for people anyways. For <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're going to exactly. look for people anyways. So we want to make right. sure so that Right. So if you aren't going to work access. with them, they may look yeah. for yeah. another health coach or other yeah. type of influencer. So might as well refer another colleague or dietitian. So yeah. Yeah. So how can dietitians get started with the RD link? They can just go to the rdlink.com and create a profile. You'll see a button right at the top that says something like create account or get started. Um, Click that. And then we approve each dietitian just based on their credential and verification. So it may take us 24 hours or so to do that, but it's free for all dietitians to sign up. We do have um, a premium plan too for dietitians who are really serious about working with brands. That is only $25 a month. And that gives you, we boost your profile. So you appear on the first page of all the dietitians. So um, you'll appear as a recommended dietitian on the brand dashboards. And we have a whole resources section too. So you get monthly strategy calls with us um, where we review your pitches and your pricing deck and your media kits. And we have pitch templates and pricing guides and so much more. So um, yeah, check it out at the rdlink.com. So cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jenna. Thanks for joining me. It was so good. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. It's good to see you.